glory to God tonight. It's time to look to the word of the Lord. Spring break is the message tonight. We're going to Song of Solomon chapter 2, verses 8 to 17. Let's see if we can find some gospel in this passage tonight. Song of Solomon 2, verses 8 to 17. The voice of my beloved. We know in the Song of Solomon, the beloved is Jesus our Lord. The voice of Jesus, the voice of our Lord. The voice of my beloved, behold, he comes leaping upon the mountains, skipping upon the hills. My beloved is like a gazelle or a young stag. Behold, he stands behind our wall. He is looking through the windows, gazing through the lattice. My beloved spoke and said to me, rise up, my love, my fair one, and come away. For lo, the winter is past, the rain is over and gone, the flowers appear on the earth. The time of singing has come, and the voice of the turtle dove is heard in our land. The fig tree puts forth her green figs, and the vines with the tender grapes give a good smell. Rise up, my love, my fair one, and come away. He speaks to her, O oh, my dove, in the clefts of the rock, in the secret places of the cliff. Let me see your face. Let me hear your voice, for your voice is sweet and your face is lovely. He says, catch us the foxes, the little foxes that spoil the vines, for our vines have tender grapes. She says, my beloved is mine and I am his. He feeds his flock among the lilies. Until the day breaks and the shadows flee away, turn, my beloved, she's calling to him now, turn, my beloved, and be like a gazelle or a young stag upon the mountains of Bether. Bether means separation. Turn upon the mountains of separation. This is a beautiful passage, Song of Solomon, chapter 2. The voice of our beloved, our Lord, he is like a roe, a heart, a young stag. He's leaping upon the mountains. He's victorious now. But there was a time when he was broken and brought down. Psalm 22, the psalm of the crucifixion, there's a cry. But the superscription of Psalm 22 says, upon the deer of the dawn, upon the hind of the morning. It's a representation of Jesus Christ as he went to the cross. He is the stag, he is the deer, he is the heart. But he cried in Psalm 22 and verse 1, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? The cry of the crucifixion. And in Psalm 22, our Lord, that mighty stag, that wonderful, beautiful heart, that deer of the morning, he was pursued by the hunters and taken down into death. But he rose victorious out of death, having overcome Satan's sin, death itself. And now he is leaping upon the mountains and he is dancing upon the hills. He's victorious in resurrection life. He's defeated all of our enemies. And he puts out a call to us. He said, come, my beloved, rise up, my love. Come and dance with me. Come and leap on mountains and skip on hills. He says, come out from where you are. Come out from behind your prison walls. 
He's calling to her. He's dancing on the mountains and his bride, his people. The Christian is behind walls, looking through the lattice, looking through prison bars. He says, come out from where you are. Come out from your self-imposed limitation. Come out from where people have put confines on you. They say this. They say that. They try and hold you in a place where God has not put you. Come out from the prison walls. Come out from your past. Come out from your environment. Come out from your upbringing. Come out from your circumstances. He says, come and dance on the mountains with me. I've come for liberty. I'm living in victorious life. Come and dance on the hills and mountains with your Lord. Song of Solomon 2.9, Behold, my beloved is like a gazelle or a young stag. Behold, he stands behind our wall. He's looking through the windows, gazing through the lattice. Then there comes the announcement of springtime, verses 10 to 13. He sets forth a description of springtime. He said, if you'll come dance with me, come out from your walls and prisons. Come out from behind your bars. And he makes an announcement of springtime. This is the ultimate spring break. This is eternal springtime with the Lord. This is the announcement of new creation life. Jesus Christ has overcome death. He reigns in victory. He calls to the people, come out from your prison walls. Come out from your confines. Come and enjoy life and liberty with me. And he announces the springtime of new creation love or life. My beloved spoke and said to me, rise up, my love. We're his love. We're his fair one. He says, and come away. For lo, the winter is past. The rain is over and gone. In the Middle East, they had the cold winter rains. We have the snow. If we were writing this in our time and place, we would say, come away, for lo, the winter is past. The snow is over and gone. But they said the cold, biting winter rains are over. It's a new day. The coldness and barrenness and desolation of sin and a former life is over. The flowers appear on the earth. The flowers appear on the earth. Is there anything so beautiful as flowers? The whole earth is full of his glory. It's a world of beauty. When you look at the flowers, the intricacy, the colors, the mix of colors, the textures, it's breathtaking to look at one single flower and see how it's created and how it's made. God says, that's a picture of the new life I'm bringing forth in you. The flowers appear on the earth. The time of singing has come. The birds return. They praise the Lord from early morning till late evening. The earth is filled with praise and worship. The birds are singing and we're singing because when we get saved, God puts a new song in our mouth even praise unto our Lord. When you get saved, many people have told me, before I became a Christian, I, I couldn't really sing, but when I was born again and the Holy Spirit began to fill my heart and the utterance of God came into my spirit, I began to sing like I never sang before in my life. Nobody can sing like a born-again, redeemed, Holy Spirit-filled people. The time of singing has come and the voice of the turtle dove 
is heard in our land, the turtle dove, the dove, the voice of the Holy Spirit. He's the dove. Before we got saved, we didn't know anything about the Holy Spirit. We didn't know that there could be one that would bring us the Word of God and speak to our hearts and guide us, but now we know the voice of the turtle dove, the voice of the Holy Spirit, and we're led by the Spirit. The fig tree puts forth her green figs, and the vines with the tender grapes give a good smell. The figs and the vine. The figs in Scripture speak of sweetness, and the vine in Scripture speaks of joy. The promise of God is that every person will sit under his vine and under his fig tree in the blessing of the Lord. That's God's promise for our lives, that we would sit under our vine and fig tree. We would have sweetness. We would have the joy of the Lord. He says, rise up, my love, my fair one, and come away. It's a call to us to live in the power of new creation life, to live in the wonder of the redemption of our God and his salvation in our lives. Verse 14, Song of Solomon 2:14. he speaks to us. He says, oh, my dove. Now he calls us the dove. We're his spirit-filled people. We have the Holy Spirit in us. He said, oh, my dove, oh, my spirit-filled ones in the clefts of the rock. Yes, our life is hid with Christ in God. And we're in the secret places of the cliff, or I like the KJV, we're in the secret places of the stairs. When we commune with God, it's like we steal under the stairs. That's the greatest hiding place in any house. If you can get under the stairs, the secret place with God, he says, there, I want to meet with you one-on-one, -on -one, alone time with God, communion and refreshing and intimacy with the Lord. And he says, let me see your face. Let me hear your voice, for your voice is sweet and your face is lovely. He said, oh, my spirit-filled people, come to me in the clefts of the rock. Come to me in that secret place. Get into the secret places of the stairs where you're hidden away with me and nobody knows where you are. Just you and God. He said, I want to hear your voice. I want to see your face. Our faces glowing with longing after him. Our faces radiant with desire to know him and commune with him. Rise up, my love, my fair one. Come away. Draw near to me. Verse 15, Song of Solomon 2:15. This is the next verse. It's a little startling. Catch us the foxes? What is this? The little foxes that spoil the vines. For our vines have tender grapes. Jesus says our vines have tender grapes. They're easily bruised, broken. She says, my beloved is mine and I am his. He feeds his flock among the lilies. But she says, until the day breaks and the shadows flee away, turn, my beloved, and be like a gazelle or a young stag upon the mountains of separation. Upon the mountains of separation. Something has happened. The thrill of springtime love, that newfound new creation life where you're born again and saved something has happened and now she finds herself in a place of separation she's not as close to him as she once was she feels distance from him 
something has come. Little foxes are now prowling around the vineyard. And some shadows have fallen. This in the life of someone newly or recently born again. Or perhaps someone not so recently born again. But there's come a distancing from the Lord. And she recognizes it. She knows her security in Christ. She says, I, I am my beloved's and he is mine. This doesn't affect our eternal salvation. We're secure in Christ. We're redeemed with the blood of the everlasting covenant. We've made a choice for Christ, and Christ has made a choice for us. And there's a security, there's a foundation there that nothing can erode or erase. But she found that her intimacy with the Lord was missing. There was separation. She wasn't as close to him as before. And she considers it, and she recognizes it. And in the end, she cries out to him. She cries out to him, be like a gazelle or a young stag upon the mountains of separation. She realizes she needs to draw near to him again and overcome the separation in her life. What do we do? What do we do when we find ourselves distanced from the Lord? When we find separation from the Lord? Things aren't as intimate and close as they once were. Well, I have a few answers tonight. Number one, repentance. Repentance. Sometimes we simply need straight-out repentance in our life as a Christian. Perhaps we've drifted away. Perhaps we have relapsed, turned to our own way carelessness and negligence has come into our spiritual life. We're not as close. Not as close to the Lord. We recognize it. We need some repentance in our life. We need to draw near to the Lord. Little foxes want to creep back in. And if they can find a breach in the wall, if they can find a crack in the vineyard wall, those little foxes will get back in. They're subtle. They're sly. They want to come back into our life. Inconsistencies, behaviors, entertainments, conversations that begin to creep back into our life and they put a distance between us and the Lord. These little foxes, they slip into the vineyard and they trample down the low-lying branches of the vine grind them into the dust and into the mud. And we lose our joy, and we lose our delight in serving the Lord. The separation. Sometimes we just need repentance and recognize the things that are there. Or perhaps it's not what we're doing. Perhaps it's things we aren't doing. And we repent of our behavior and of our attitude and of the direction that we've been slipping into or drifting into. Psalm 51, 10 to 12 says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast, loyal spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me by your generous or by your free spirit.
Sometimes that's the cry. That was David's cry when he thought some foxes in. Sometimes we need that before the Lord. Lord, I need to repent. There's distance between you and me. You said that if I draw nigh to you, you will draw nigh to me. Lord, create in me a clean heart. Renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence. Restore unto me the joy of your salvation. I have three questions tonight under this point from one of the old great Puritan preachers, Bernard. He said concerning our conduct, he had a code of ethics. He had a rule of conduct for the Christian's life. And here are three powerful statements. Here's the questions we should ask ourselves when it comes to our activities, our behaviors, our entertainments, our duties. He said, number one, is it lawful? May I do it and not sin? Is there anything in the Word of God that is against what I have set my life or my heart, my hands or my feet to do? Is there strict scripture that comes against the direction of my heart? So we ask ourselves, is it lawful? May I do it and not sin? And if there is scripture warning against it, then we step away from it because it's not lawful for us as people of God. We love the Lord. We love his commandments. We love to do his will. Number two, is it becoming for me as a Christian? Is it becoming? Is this fitting for me as a son or daughter of God? Is this how a prince of God should speak? Is this how a prince of God should act? Is this my demeanor? Is this the character that should be upon my life? We ask ourselves, is it becoming for me as a Christian? Is it fitting for me? And if not, there's a repentance. We turn away from it and turn to the Lord. Number three, is it expedient? Is there advantage? Is there spiritual benefit to myself? But not only to myself, to others. If I indulge in this, if I walk in this activity, if I partake of these entertainments, am I setting a good example for my brothers and sisters in Christ? Am I setting a good example for my family, my sons and daughters, brothers and sisters? And so we ask ourselves, is it expedient? Is there spiritual benefit to this for myself and others? And if not, we turn away. We turn away. Repentance, number one. If there's distance, we feel distance. We find separation between us and the Lord. Number one, repentance. Number two, reflection. Reflection. Psalm 139, 23 to 24 Search me, O oh God. Are, willing, are we willing to be this honest with the Lord, to go into his presence? Or do we just try to ignore some conversations with the Lord? We don't want to talk about it. David said, search me, O oh God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxieties, know my thoughts. And see if there is any wicked way in me. The marginal of one of my Bibles says, and see if there be any way of pain in me. See if there's anything in me 
that will cause me pain if I walk down that road and give myself to that thing. Lord, search me. See if there's any wicked way, if there's any way of pain in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. Search me, O oh God. I believe from time to time we need to set ourselves before the Lord and say, Lord, search me. Is there anything in my heart that is displeasing to you? Is there anything in my conversations, what I'm saying, what I'm doing, how I'm acting? Is there anything in my life that is displeasing to you? And the Lord can search our heart and the Lord will speak. Maybe he'll put his finger on this or that. Say oh, you're being a little too far in this or that. And he corrects us and works with us. You know, the Holy Spirit is so wonderful. What a wonderful Holy Spirit that's inside of us. Through the work of the cross, the Holy Spirit speaks to us. He's tender-hearted. We can grieve the Holy Spirit. We can quench the Holy Spirit. We can resist the Holy Spirit. But the Bible says, today if you will hear his voice, do not harden your heart. Lord, you can speak to me. Holy Spirit, speak to me. The Holy Spirit speaks by a still, small voice. It's still. It's small. It's the quietest voice in the room. It's the quietest voice in your mind. All kinds of voices coming, people talking, this, that. Many voices that come, but the Holy Spirit's voice, it's a still, small voice. It's a quiet voice on the inside. It's unmistakable. You know when he's speaking to you. He leads us by that voice. I'm, I'm amazed at the mercy and kindness of God. I'm amazed at the patience of the Holy Spirit, how he will speak to us concerning issues, concerning things in our life again and again and again. He's leading us to repentance. It's the goodness of God that leads us to repentance. Let's listen for that still, small voice. Lord, is there anything in my life, in my speech, in my conduct, in my attitudes that is displeasing to you? Search me, O God. Cleanse me. Lead me in the way everlasting. Lamentations 3, 40 to 41 says, Let us search out and examine our ways and turn back to the Lord. Let us lift our hearts and hands to God in the heavens. Let us search and examine our ways and turn back to the Lord. When we find distance between us and the Lord, we don't find that closeness that we want to enjoy and experience, repentance, reflection. Search me, O God. Number three, return. We cry out for the Lord to return. Song of Solomon 2.17. Here's the final words of the bride of this loved one in Song of Solomon 2.17, this Christian. She says, until the day breaks and the shadows flee away, turn, my beloved, and be like a gazelle or a young stag upon the mountains of separation. She says, I can't handle this separation between you and me. Thank you for telling me about the little foxes, Lord. Thank you for 
pulling my heart in your direction. I see the distance. I see the lack. I see what's wanting in my life. I don't want anything to ever pull you and me apart. I never want to be apart from you again. That's the cry of her heart. I want to be intimate with you, Lord. I want to be in close communion. I don't want anything to interfere with our relationship. And she cries to him. She says, turn, oh Lord, turn and be like a heart or a young stag upon the mountains of separation. And the Lord is so faithful. The Lord is so true to his promise. If we will cry out for the Lord to return to us, if we will draw nigh to the Lord, he will draw nigh to us. And if our hearts are sincere and our cry is true, he will break the darkness and he will break the shadows that have fallen across our life and we will return to the intimacy and the communion with the Lord. Hallelujah. This is the life for the Christian. Well, let's have the worship team return and let's close out our message tonight with Luke eleven thirty six. This beautiful word by Jesus himself. He said, if then your whole body is full of light, having no part dark. How many want that said of you? Having no part dark. No darkness, nothing hidden from the Lord. No unforgiveness in my heart before the Lord. Nothing in my life that displeases him and is a violation of his word and of his commandments and of the tenor of his Holy Spirit. If then your whole body is full of light, having no part dark, the whole body will be full of light as when the bright shining of a lamp gives you light. And that's the way we want to live, having no part dark, our whole body filled with life and liberty and joy and blessing and walking in the overcoming power of our Savior. Rise up, my love, my fair one, and come away with me. Come dance on the mountains and hills and enjoy the eternal springtime that the Lord has given each one of us. Let's stand together tonight. Thank you, Lord. Perhaps you're here tonight and Holy Spirit is speaking to you very directly, putting his finger on some area of your life I don't want you doing that anymore. Holy Spirit's been speaking to you for some time, perhaps, about certain things. Today, if you will hear his voice, don't harden your heart. He wants to lead you in the way of righteousness and the path of blessing for you. He doesn't want, you to walk, doesn't want you to walk down the road of pain or ruin or heartache. He comes to heal us and save us from ourselves, save us from the things of this world. If you're here tonight and say, I need, I need a fresh communion with the Lord. There's been distance in my heart. Been separation, those mountains of separation, the mountains of Bether. Tonight you want to reconsecrate yourself to the Lord. Open up your heart. Say, search me, O God. Try my thoughts. Know my heart. See if there's anything in me. Lord, you can speak to me tonight. I will receive you, Lord, in my heart, my life, and my soul. And let the Lord do his work in us tonight to heal us, restore us, bring us back to him in full strength. And so we're going to come to the worship time. If you'd like to 
come to the front and be at the altars here seeking the Lord. Just come and spend a few minutes with the Lord, some time with the Lord. Say, Lord, hide me in the cleft of the rock. I'm coming back to the secret place of the stairs. I'm going to come back to my place of intimacy with you. You're my Savior and my Lord. I love you. He loves us more than we could ever know. And so he calls us into the intimacy of relationship with him. Hallelujah. Anyone else, please slip out from where you are. Say, I need a, I need a greater closeness with the Lord. So one with him. So one with him. No separation. Nothing hidden. Nothing held away from him. Walking in his presence. Walking in relationship with him. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's surrender our lives to the Lord this evening. Call in the name of the Lord. Commit ourselves to him. Our loving Savior. Our glorious Redeemer. The one full of resurrection, power, and life, and joy. Lord, we're one with you because of the work you've done in our lives. Here we are surrendering once again in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah.